0: Welcome to the Smichael Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smichael, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Hi, I'm Diane Huey. I've been a practicing acupuncturist for 17 years. I also counsel my clients in wellness, stress reduction and healthy lifestyle. In all levels of body, mind, and spirit. I support my clients in living their lives to the fullest. Today we're here to talk about wellness in a wacky world. Seven strategies for staying sane. What a wacky world this has become. Years ago people went postal on occasion. Now it's a daily occurrence. Road rage has led to random rage, where the slightest provocation unleashes verbal, even physical assaults. Talk about wacky. People run around with gadgets that govern their lives. How silly we look, zipping around with Bluetooth in our ears. Have we gone so mad that we forgot teeth go in mouths? Worse yet, we've gone so nuts that fine dining establishments have to post signs reminding patrons not to talk on their cell phones, lest they disturb others. Surely, we are all teetering on the edge of insanity. And if you really want to see insanity, catch a preview for that Jerry Springer show. Who but a certified wacko would participate in or watch such tasteless lunacy? Speaking of TV... Is there anything more absurd than reality TV? How many people do you know who would go off on a deserted island with strangers, eat buzzard guts for money, or behave badly with their children in tow? I contend that what is glorified as reality is in fact a public display of insanity. How do those of us with no interest in joining the bizarre band preserve our good sense? How do we get and stay anchored in a more pleasant, appealing reality? This program provides seven steps for staying sane. Step one, lighten up. Lighten up! If it's not a terminal illness, earth-shaking national disaster, or life-threatening imminent danger, what are you getting so upset about? Is it really worth it to scream at that sales clerk? Okay. She has bad manners, but at least you don't have to go home with her. Use your energy more productively. Write a letter to the manager, or better yet, spend your money elsewhere. Besides, no one takes you seriously when you're mean and nasty. You're polluting the world with your own negative energy. You're letting someone else make you a member of the wacky bunch. Lightening up is a process. First, you have to put things in perspective. Next, you have to determine who and what to ignore. Here's an example. Someone in one of those huge, imposing, gas-guzzling SUVs cuts you off in traffic. They're talking on their cell phone and being a road hog. So, what's the big deal? Yes, they could have caused an accident, but they didn't. Yes, they got in front of you. Is that 30 second delay going to keep you from getting to your destination? I seriously doubt it. So is it worth it for you to blow your horn, yell, get enraged, and make obscene hand gestures? Absolutely not. Your blood pressure rises, you risk a heart attack or stroke, and you are just plain grumpy. And guess what? The people you are upset with don't know and don't care. So, who's the real idiot now? You get to decide which stuff to stress about. Traffic delays and inconsiderate drivers are not stress-worthy occurrences. Lighten up and move on. In the case of the traffic delay, put on some music and chill. Lighten up and keep on trucking down the road. Step two, lighten up again. Oh, so what if I repeated a title? This lighten up refers to your physical being. we become a chubby country. Many, if not most of us, pack on pounds without being conscious that we're getting hefty. Begin a wellness program by committing to weight loss. For some, this means fewer desserts. Now notice, I didn't say no desserts, just fewer. If you deprive yourself, you will certainly become one of the wacky ones. Deprivation leads people to dire, desperate acts. The next step in your wellness program is exercise. It's a free high. Those endorphins don't cost a penny. Your exercise program will be as unique as you are. It may be blasting disco tunes and dancing for half an hour. It may be taking the stairs at work. It may be mall walking. Make it fun for you so that you stick with it. Find little things that you can do consistently. Eventually, your exercise program will grow in length and difficulty. You will eventually work yourself up to lots of sweaty stuff. Expect to fall off the wagon occasionally. This is normal. Just be sure that you make yourself get back in the groove. Remember, fit folks feel fantastic. Step 3 Be self indulgent. Make time, in fact, create time, for self care. If you don't celebrate you, who will? You started your self care process by exercising and watching your eating habits. Now it's time to care for your mind and spirit. This type of self care requires complete and total self-indulgence. It's great. You get to ignore your pesky spouse, blow off that belligerent boss, tune out your nagging mother, and forget your bratty kid. Doesn't this sound like heaven? It is. Here's the plan. Get your calendar, block one day every month, circle it, highlight it, star it. These are your designated SI days, self-indulgence days. Now that you have the day reserved, it's time to clear it. Put in your leave request, commandeer a babysitter, do whatever you have to do to make one complete day all to yourself. Next step, decide what it is you want to do. This is easy for some people and painfully difficult for others. It depends entirely upon how much time you've had in your life for discovering you. We can get so caught up in reacting and running here and there that we forget about the special things that make us smile. Here's your chance to slow down and collect yourself. Invest time figuring out what's going to be great fun for you. Plan your entire day around whatever floats your boat. Keep your plans to yourself so that no one can interfere. It will be great fun having this little secret. When the day arrives, don't delay. Get out there and do whatever you want. Do it all day long. Relish in being completely self-indulgent. Whether it's a day at the nature preserve, hours luxuriating in a spa, or endless movies, it's your day. It's your time. For once, it's all about Y-O-U. Step four, get help. Get over your martyr complex. Even Mother Teresa enlisted the aid of other missionaries. Whether it's 10 loads of laundry, an impending project deadline, a honey-do list that Superman couldn't accomplish, or getting back on track with exercise, you can use a little help. So ask for it. Living out your superhero fantasy will not only make you nuts, it will aggravate the mere mortals around you. Do you ever hear yourself saying things like, the only way to get things done right is to do it myself, or it's easier for me to do it than to show someone else how? Major martyr complex, superhero syndrome. Here's a news flash. When God was giving out brains and ability, he didn't start with you, nor did he stop with you. Allow other people, whether at work or at home, to help you. Give them the opportunity to grow, shine, and contribute. There's another kind of help that many of us desperately need and may be reluctant to get. That is psychological help. A psychic tune-up will help you see where you're a little wacky. And believe me, we all are. Help you accept it and develop coping skills. If you're listening to this section and thinking, not me, I don't need psychological help. My husband sure does. My wife has issues. My sister's always been a nut. If you are thinking thoughts that are even remotely like this, then it's you that needs the help. It's always easier to spot flaws in others. So if these were your thoughts, run, do not walk to a mental health directory. Contact the American Psychological Association to find the right mental health professional for you. Step five, play. When was the last time you had fun? Silly, carefree, playful, fun. People who are fun have fun. The fun factor helps us keep life in perspective. It produces levity, an essential coping mechanism in a wacky world. A sense of humor enables you to laugh at yourself and all the nuts around you. Where do you go for fun? If you have kids, let yourself be a kid with them. Forget your parental role and blow spitballs, make silly faces, run wildly or have squirt gun fights. If you don't have kids, rent them. Make a way to connect with little ones so that you can play with reckless abandon. Playing takes on the nuances of your personality. For some, it's good fun to hear the hottest new stand-up comic. They're able to laugh uproariously at the comedic impersonations. For others, fun is a board game with friends. Scrabble and Monopoly are free and fun for hours. Reflect on what's fun for you, get some fun partners, and go out and play. Here's another play suggestion. Try different new activities. Trying different activities gives you greater exposure and a greater selection of fun activities. This is a way to stretch your brain. Think about this. The more outlets you have for play and fun, the greater the likelihood that you will have a lower stress level. The lower your stress level, the less the likelihood that you will become one of the wacky, terrorizing the rest of us. So play and play hard. Step six, give it away. There are many elements to giving it away. The first it is yourself. Getting involved in something church, charity or children requires you to give freely. Giving enables you to make meaningful contributions to our wacky world. Immerse yourself in doing good just for the sake of doing good. Good deeds change your focus from what's wrong to making things right. Good deeds help you realize your power to create change, positive change, in your little corner of the universe. Your power to make the world just a little bit better is more powerful than you think. Your incremental acts of goodness will make you feel great about yourself. More importantly, you'll be exposed to more positive people who are also committed to good. The more positive influences, the better. The next step in giving it away is stuff, junk, clutter. All of the encumbrances that reduce our ability to function in a low-stress environment. Here's what I mean. Have I wasted as much as 15 minutes a day rummaging through my closet looking for a dress or shoes or a scarf? Those scavenger hunts were getting on my nerves, stressing me out, and making me start my day sweaty. I started cleaning my closet with each season. If I hadn't worn it during that season, I don't need it and should pass it along. The free space in my closet and drawers allows me to get dressed with ease and have less annoyance at the start of the day. What a relief! The last it to shed is the little stuff that just ticks you off. There's no point in retelling your story of traffic terror or retail rancor. Take a few deep breaths. After each nasty encounter, allow yourself a dedicated number of retells. After you've told it two to three times, move on. Let it go. When you dwell on negative interactions, you relive all of those stressful negative emotions. Each time that you relive the experience, you tax your mind, body, and spirit with the toxic remembrance of the situation. Make a conscious effort to let it go. Step 7. Invent the you that you want to be. A little frustration with others, normal. Excessive frustration with family and friends, with situations and circumstances is not so normal. If complaining is your native tongue, you have a problem. Your overemphasis on problems, annoyances, and miscellaneous maladies is a sign of discontent. Not discontent with others, discontent with yourself. If your thoughts gravitate towards what's wrong and not what's right, it's time for you to reflect and reinvent. Begin by asking yourself three questions. One, Am I living the life I want to live? Two, do I have the qualities that I most admire in others? And three, am I the person that I want to be? Take time to thoughtfully, honestly reflect on these questions. They will help you discover whether you have become the person that you wanted to become. These reflections will also help you plot the course for becoming the best you possible. Journal your thoughts so that you can continue to reflect and plan your reinvention. If through this discovery process, you find that you've fallen short on becoming the person that you want to be, it's okay. Don't berate yourself for being human. Instead, use your energy to decide how to develop in the areas that are important to you. Spend time thinking about how you want to live your core values and other facets that will make you whole. Consider finding a life coach to help you become the special you that you are meant to be. In conclusion, prayer and meditation will help you stay calm in even the most chaotic circumstances. Allow yourself time and space to connect with the force that guides and protects us all. Whether you are Christian, Jew, Muslim, Buddhist, or some other faith, make time to be with that power. Each of the strategies included in this program will help you stay focused on the things that bring you joy. These strategies will help you build, maintain, and nurture connectedness. Not only will you build connections with other sane people, you will also build connectedness to your core. It is these connections that will help keep your heart tender. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world.